Welcome into the Football Kingdom podcast, a weekly show bringing you all the news, highlights, and analysis from the NFL each week. Before we get into the show, I wanted to give a little bit of background about what we're trying to do. He's Tyler Mallon. I'm Brandon Johnson. Both from Kansas City, Missouri. We are Chiefs fans, so naturally we're going to put a lot of focus on them, but we're going to look at the league as a whole in this podcast and just have a good time talking about the game we love. Let's get into it. Uh, last week, we, we broke down everything you needed to know about the AFC heading into the 2023 season. Now it's time to look at the NFC and what's going on over there. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing good. And I'm glad we, we covered absolutely everything that you need to know. So don't listen to any other podcasts. We, we've got it covered. <laughs> let's, uh, let's kick it off in the NFC East. Uh, NFC East is home of the Super Bowl losers, Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they have uh, um, <laughs> one of the best quarterbacks in the league, are obviously the best quarterback in the NFC, and Jalen Hurts. He is, however you want to swing it, he's two, three, or four on a lot of people's lists. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Jason Kelsey, the great Jason Kelsey. Uh, this team is still stacked in, in my opinion, still the Super Bowl favorite for this season, Tyler? Absolutely. Yeah, let's not forget about their backup quarterback, star of the hit TV show quarterback. Well, Netflix, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Didn't know he was their backup, but, I mean, A.J. Brown is a machine. Uh, watched multiple games last year, and... The dude just catches everything in the end zone that's thrown to him. Uh, he was doing that on the Titans. And I think I said that last episode that Titans gave up a jewel with him. He was one of the best players I've ever seen. You know, just has that kind of impression if you watch him. If you haven't, take your time this year and watch this guy. Uh, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, they picked up DeAndre Swift from the Lions. I've always liked, always produces, also have Rashad Penny. Uh, and then the Chiefs killer, Kenneth Gainwell, who last, you know, regular season, or was that a season ago? Uh, that, a season ago, yeah. Was it a season ago? Okay. This guy destroyed the Chiefs. He looked like the greatest running back I've ever seen. And I'm like, who the hell is Kenneth Gainwell? The guy would, you know, just would not stop. He was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Uh, they also got Boston Scott still. Um, huge, Boston like, Scott's got to be 40 years old, right? No, he's like, he's still a rook. I think he's only been in the league like two seasons, but no way. I feel sure. like he's been around forever. No way. I thought he was a rookie, but he was supposed to be this, you know, fantasy league like darling where he's like catching passes and he's a running back who's also catching all these passes. Never really turned out to be that guy. Um, He's so. 28. He's been around a little bit. Okay. <laughs> he, he must have been invisible until I saw him I, like a few seasons yeah, ago. But... I, I thought he was on that first Super Bowl team for Philly. Um, I love this team. Okay. Um, in 2021, they 
they were the seven seed. They were, I thought, early to the party, and then they just backed up what they did in 2021 and were uh, yeah. a, far and away the best team in the NFC last season and just kind of stomped everybody in their path. And uh, outside of San Francisco again, I'm I I think it's Philadelphia's conference. Yeah, you had this in the notes, and you you said the Niners are second best, and I'm looking through, and I was like, wow, that's that's true. We'll get to that later, but yeah, it's Eagles to lose, and that's only. I was going to say only by injury. I hate when people say that, so I'm not going to put that in the universe. <laughs> only if somebody gets hurt. I'll just say it once and then leave it. But yeah, this team is absolutely by far and away the best in the NFC. Very, very good. Shout out to James Bradbury for the hold. <laughs> Moving on to the Dallas Cowboys. We move on. Dallas Cowboys were behind the Eagles. Last season, played, won a playoff game against Tampa Bay, and then lost to San Francisco. Dallas had an interesting season last year because Dak Prescott, who has been a fantasy machine, in all honesty, wasn't great. He was hurt for five games, uh, but... He wasn't great. He wasn't terrible, but a lot of turnovers, Tyler. I wasn't aware of the turnovers. Wasn't really paying attention, but uh, yeah, this is another guy where I'm like, this will be like cold takes exposed or whatever for me, even though I think I've always been right about him. I've never really believed in Dak Prescott. You know, I'm not a hater, but I just, I don't really see it with him. He's really good, but we've seen time and time again that he's just makes the wrong decision, can't stay healthy, whatever it is. Yeah. He's chucking up all those interceptions, you know, and that last play of the playoffs last season was pretty embarrassing. You could make an argument the last play of the 2021 playoffs as well. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Where they lost to, to a really stupid play. Mm-hmm. That's. I think that was a beatable team too. I don't remember who it was, but. Um, I think it was. Was it not the Niners again? Oh wow, I think you're right. My memory serves me right. I think it was the Niners twice. Yeah, didn't the Niners have like another backup QB situation or something weird? I don't know, but I don't. Know. I just never really been a. I, I'm right there guy. with you. I'm right there with you with Dak. I don't think I think he's great, but great isn't good enough in the NFL. Uh, <laughs> as weird as that is to say, <laughs> I think he's gonna get you to the playoffs. But that's that's about as far as the train goes with him. He's kind of similar to he's kind of similar to Alex Smith to me. Alex Smith. Okay. He's gonna win ten games for you, but I think he's a lot better, but. I still don't think he's going to take you to the promised land. Uh, Where is Ezekiel Elliott? Is he a free agent still? Ezekiel Elliott is up there chilling somewhere. He's, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they 
dropped him apparently, but Tony Pollard, another dude who can just take over a game. Fantastic. You know, and that is another reason why they could absolutely get into a wild card and be make the playoffs no problem. What happens after that is anybody's guess. So I would agree. They have CD Lamb, who's great. Brandon Cooks, who can be good. Uh, he's an aging receiver, and he's bounced around the league quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But a good veteran presence to have around for sure. Um, again, yeah, I Dallas Cowboys. I think when January rolls around, they'll be in the playoffs. But I think there's a lot of pressure on them to win. They're, you know, obviously they're quote unquote America's team and they haven't done anything in 30 years. So right. is it, it's kind of now or never with them. I'm glad you said that because I, yeah, that's another part of them. I just, I do not trust Mike McCarthy. I think he's, he, I don't know. He's kind of laughable sometimes. I think they had hard knocks two years ago or something and. It's just, he's really cheesy. I don't think he's got the locker room. And then I think they fired their OC. Now he's going to be calling plays and he's thing, saying things, you know, late this uh, or early this off season where he's like, well, now we can finally run the offense. Like, bro, you're the head coach. What are you talking about? You can run your offense now. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, but... Just this guy. I don't know. Mike McCarthy, yeah. he's probably gone because I don't think there's any way they're winning the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think their OC is with the Chargers now. Okay. Moving on to the Washington Commanders, who just officially (laughs) sold today for over $6 billion. So Daniel Snyder is no longer... Part of the NFL. Finally. And big story for me for Washington is Eric Bieniemy, former Chiefs offensive coordinator, was not getting head coaching gigs for years, and he has now made a lateral move and an attempt to prove that he is a great OC and it wasn't all Andy Reid. Yeah, I think it's kind of sad how he has to be an OC again to prove it. I feel like worse coaches have been getting given chances that he hasn't. A part of, you know, a multiple Super Bowl winner. You know, I I find it very confusing. We'll get into the politics of all that, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's very strange. I I would agree that someone it's odd that someone didn't try. Yeah. But Sam Howell is probably going to be their day one quarterback. This is a, a team that they were about 500 last year. They were kind of fun. In fact, for the first time in a long time, the NFC East as a whole was pretty entertaining. They were, for years, one of the weaker divisions, and now they are kind of a powerhouse. Um, I do think that Washington, unfortunately, with all that being said, is the fourth team. They're 
kind of restarting with their quarterback. They had, uh, what's his name? Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, and now they've got a whole new quarterback room. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett backing up. It's all right, but uh, still got Scary Terry to throw to. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, didn't they pick... Um, yeah, it was Sam Howell, a fifth-round pick. Is that correct? That sounds right. I mean, that's... Okay, they went and picked a, a cornerback in the 16th round. Seems like he could have picked a better QB before that, but yeah, starting this guy um, be interesting with Ron Rivera. Let me ask you this, uh, just on the subject of Eric Bieniemy, do you think that he is the eventual? Is that his eventual a word? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he is the <laughs> next Commanders head coach. I mean, yeah, I didn't realize that um, Ron Rivera was on such thin ice. Um, I think that maybe remains to be seen with ownership change, but that also typically comes with cleaning house and, you know, changing the head coach and some other things. But I think that would make the most sense after everything he's been through, so... Okay, New York, the New York Giants, franchise quarterback, Daniel Giant, Daniel Jones, rather, (laughs) Daniel Jones got paid, and his running back, Saquon Barkley, did not. There is a huge possibility that Saquon Barkley is going to be holding out. In fact, he's even said... I'll sit out this whole season. My my advice to him would be to not sit out an entire season because we've seen Le'Veon Bell do that and it did not work. So hold out for a little bit if you're going to. But I hope they pay him. He's he's great. They should have paid him. (laughs) He's their best player. Daniel Jones is serviceable at best, in my opinion. He's... He's a guy, you know, middle of the pack, slightly above, but I don't know. I just, unless he has some serious weapons, I don't really see him, again, taking it to the promised land. He's he's just a dude. I don't really see why they, even if you have the money, why pay him? I mean, honestly. Yeah. It's, a, it's an awkward spot to be in as a franchise because yeah. he was, it's, okay, do we pay this guy? He's fine, or do we start over? So, sure. And I think if you have a head coach and an offensive coordinator and Brian Dable and Mike Kafka, you believe in their ability to get the most out of somebody's skill set. Yes, I think they can tag Saquon, but he doesn't have to play. And I mean, you've got Matt Breida behind him. Uh, they did pick, I was. I also was going to say, I don't really know who he's throwing to. He's got some old-timers. Sterling Shepard is still playing somehow. <laughs> um, I mean, they did pick up Darren Waller. You know, they got that going for him. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he was really falling off. I think the Raiders were just really bad. And he could be a serious weapon for a guy like Daniel Jones. 
it's not going to be chucking giant bombs down the field. So, yeah, that's the NFC East. Um, I think Philadelphia is a lock to win the division for sure. Dallas, Dallas will be there. The Giants went last season. Mm-hmm. I'm not really comfortable making any sort of guarantee that they will that they'll be back. Uh, my only thing, and this is kind of a theme of the episode, is that the NFC, in my opinion, is incredibly weak uh, outside of like four teams. So maybe that's their advantage. But moving on to the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints going to look a little different at quarterback this season. They brought in Derek Carr, Tyler. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, I've never really been a Carr guy either. <laughs> Not because he's a Raiders dude. Um, honestly, I was happy that the Raiders kept this guy around because he's, again, to me, very mediocre. A lot of people disagree. He's a lot better than that and I'm like yeah I don't know he's a dude he can get you kind of there but ever since he got hurt you know broke his leg in the playoffs I just I'm like yeah this guy's kind of just there they still have (laughs) go ahead his best season his best season was really in 2016 so long time ago Threw for just yeah. under 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, five interceptions, excuse me, six interceptions. And that's so they made the playoffs, and he had that just great year. Uh, that was unfortunately, yeah, it was cut short because he, he got hurt. But uh, after that, you know, from 2017 on, he's just been about as average as a quarterback can be. I think I said it the other day that he's like the 15th best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. And yeah, yeah. Uh, his stats kind of back that up. Last season, he didn't play all 17 games because the Raiders just decided that they were done with him. And in a lot of ways, I'm glad that he is gone from there because the Raiders have been such a mess and he seems like a good dude. And yeah. it's good to see that the Saints are going to give him a shot. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's kind of a weirdo. He's got a weird accent. If you ever listen to him, and, like, where is that accent from? Uh, but uh, honestly, yeah, this maybe this will shut me up because honestly, this gives him a really good chance to be on a fairly decent team. As far as offensive weapons go, you've got it. I, you know, uh, we'll save. Uh, well, okay, let's get into Alvin Kamara because you know what I'm hearing is, um. Uh, the personal conduct policy baseline is uh, a six-game suspension. All right, so he's pleaded, I think, no contest, and that's still not even finished. So whenever that court ruling comes through, then it's the NFL's time to be like, okay, how long do we suspend this guy? Is it six games or is it a little less? You know, that's going to be a huge, you know, decider of their kind of season. He's a big part of their offense. I think another big uh, factor is going to be whether or not Michael Thomas is going to be able to stay healthy. Cause that seems to be kind of the story of his career. Yeah. 
He was early on a great receiver, and we have not seen that Michael Thomas for three years. I mean, what do you think of him? I mean, is it is he kind of past? Because he, he's obviously great with Drew Brees, and he's just been hurt a lot, kind of a whiner, you know? Mid and off seasons, it's he's all over the place. I don't know if his time has passed or if they trade him and he kind of gets back, you know, to that where he used to be. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's so he's 30. Um, so not getting any younger. And I think, I mean, I don't, the you ask about trading him, I don't really know what kind of value he has on a trade market. Yeah. Just based given, off of past given he's been a non factor for right. multiple seasons in a row now. Yeah, but he does. I mean, Chris Olave, uh, really good. You know, like he's got some pieces to play with here, Derek Carr, but, you know, not exactly a stunning, you know, lineup, but I think this is a much better chance than he's ever had in the Raiders, well, at least for a long time, anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I think in the NFC South, I think you can win it, and I think you can win nine games and win this division so i think that that's a that's hope and if you're a saints fan hey i don't think you need to win 12 games to make the playoffs i I think you can win significantly less because you have teams like the atlanta falcons who had mariota last season and it didn't end up working out they moved on from him have desmond ritter Taylor Heineke and uh, Kyle Pitts. I, I look at this roster and the most exciting aim is the running back they just drafted in, Bish- in Bishon Robinson. It sounds like he is going to be fantastic. So I think he's the player to watch if you're watching Falcons football this season. Yeah, I didn't want to step on that. That was a beautiful transition. <laughs> into the Falcons. But yeah, this is interesting. So uh the Falcons had the eighth overall pick and they pick Bijan Robinson running back. And then however where where is uh they picked sorry I don't have it, but um you know Desmond Ritter, not sure when they grabbed this guy, but I don't know. Again, it's like you're staking your whole as much talk as we've had this offseason about like running backs and not paying them and they're underpaid or whatever. And they go out and grab this guy with the eighth overall. I've heard that, you know, he is that player. You know, he's that talented to where it could be franchise changing. And this is also the same team that grabbed Kyle Pitts and didn't use the guy. Because yeah. I think I drafted him twice in the first round. <laughs> yeah, Maybe he's... not twice, but in fantasy and just they never even threw the ball his way. You know, yeah, I just I don't understand this team. Yeah, I I agree. He can be Kyle Pitts could be a great tight end if he was utilized properly. But to answer your question about question about Desmond Ritter, they Falcons drafted him in one of the mid rounds last season. So this okay. is his second year on the team. And gotcha. You know, I think give him give him the ball. You have Taylor Heineke on your bench, and Taylor Heineke's shown that he's a serviceable quarterback in the league. 
He's Taylor Heineke. Was he uh, was he XFL or he's in oh, one of those on, spring leagues? Uh, yeah, he's, he's been commanders. sure but before that. Oh. That's where <laughs> okay, he came I don't from. Know. Oh, OK, fair enough. But yeah, this a team that's. In a little bit of a rebuild and doesn't really have high expectations. Well, they still have Cordero Patterson, who, again, was their entire team last year. I mean, you've got Kyle Pitts, who you draft in the first round. Use this guy. But Cordero Patterson could do absolutely everything. The guy just was like went from team to team. Nobody knew how to use him. And all of a sudden, the Falcons like literally unlocked like, oh, here's how to use this dude, NFL. Like, nobody could figure out what to do with this guy, and he clearly is talented. He goes on there and just literally carries their team. Um, so, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely be interesting. Okay. A team that was interesting and has turned back into a pumpkin Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously, you know, t- a few years ago, Tom Brady signs with the Bucks. They go out there, win a Super Bowl. And. You know, everybody loves the Bucks and Tom Brady decided he was done for real. Tampa Bay went out and brought in Baker Mayfield. Who. Didn't uh, didn't work out in Cleveland. I, I, I don't I don't like Baker Mayfield. Makes two of us. <laughs> I, I think the Buccaneers are going to be terrible this season. They have Mike Evans, who is. Nuts. Mm-hmm. But. They have Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield on the Browns. Uh, those Browns teams were good, but I always felt like it was in spite of what Baker Mayfield was doing. They always had pretty decent receivers, but they had a great running back room. And I think for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, it was just, all right, don't mess up. <laughs> and they had a little bit of success, but yeah, now he's out right. in Tampa and I think he's just going to hold them over. Until yeah, maybe go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's him and Kyle Trask, you know, it's like, okay, sure. Um, I agree, man. Baker was supposed to be the Browns savior, did a lot better. I mean, that's not saying a lot with the Browns because they, I think they had just went, you know, winless, but you know, I think he got him to the playoffs or something, but it's really, yeah, he, every now and again, they get really close and then it's Baker like making a mistake. You know, the last I really saw of him, he was on the Rams winning this ridiculous down-to-the-wire game. And it was fun, but you're like, yeah, it's not. that's like one game and <laughs> Cinderella story. You're not really going to see that again, and it that's basically what happened. You're right on Mike Evans, best player on the team, really good receiver. I still have Chris Godwin. But, yeah, you're talking Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask at your most important position. Yep. Carolina Panthers have... A new head coach in Frank Reich. They drafted their quarterback, Bryce Young. 
Panthers are interesting because, like I said, they brought in Frank Reich and, you know, former Colts quarter or former Colts head coach. I, I don't think he got a fair shake in Indianapolis because he was there. He had Andrew Luck, who was great franchise quarterback. And Andrew Luck retired. And ever since Andrew Luck, the Colts were just kind of chasing that quarterback position. They had Jacoby Brissett, uh, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and Matt Ryan. And it it never ended up working out, obviously. I thought maybe the best chance for them, the best season they had was with Rivers when they made the playoffs, but I thought their best chance for success was that maybe Frank Reich could fix Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz and Frank or Frank Reich was Carson Wentz's offensive coordinator in Philadelphia the year that the Eagles went to the Super Bowl in 2017. So I will be interested to see what Frank Reich does with a quarterback that, you know, is his, he can help develop and build and they brought in veteran receiver Adam Thielen. Adam, I want to win Thielen, then goes and signs with the Carolina Panthers. Um, Tyler? Yeah, I'm glad you started with Frank Reich. I really like him as a coach. I think he is pretty underrated, and I totally agree with everything you said. I think he's awesome. And I think it was also kind of time to move on. they moving on to different things, and... uh. I think every time that she's played him, I'm like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> like, he just somehow knows the Chiefs really well. He's, I think he was an Andy Reid guy, and uh, I don't know. I've always liked him. I think you're absolutely right on all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the rest of this team, first overall pick, Bryce Young. Uh, you know, they picked up Miles Sanders, got Chubba Hubbard, with also, yeah, Adam Thielen, DJ Shark. You know, I mean, honestly, their offense, good. their offense looks pretty, pretty good. Hayden Hurst, it tied in now. All considering, yeah, that's yeah. So, again, if Bryce Young just balls out, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers won this division. It's uh, possible, yeah. It's yeah, it's not impossible for it to happen. Okay set out and let's talk about the uh, NFC North NFC North is going to be incredibly interesting this season most notably because of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers um, divorcing and obviously Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets now which means that Jordan Love is officially the Green Bay Packers starter doing a little research before the show. Jordan Love is only 24 years old, so he's still very young. He has, you know, a lot of room to grow. He has a lot of support from his locker room, and I think he has a pretty decent head coach. And I say that a little hesitantly because. Matt LaFleur 
did have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, and I think it's pretty easy to be a great team if you have a guy like him. So I'll be curious to see what the Jordan Love-led Packers look like this season. Yeah, I think the last time we saw him, I don't know. Was it a preseason game or something where, like, they had his mom in the nosebleed? <laughs> that was, uh, I think, I want to say, yeah, the, the Packers came to Kansas City, and yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers had COVID. So Jordan there Love started. and so That was a while ago, probably. The, yeah, and uh, the I don't know if it was the Chiefs who did it or what happened, but... Jordan loves like mom and whoever was in like literally the last row. Literally. They look <laughs> so pissed off. Rightfully so. It's like, yeah. come on. I, I don't know. A man starting. <laughs> yeah. They'll send their mom up there. <laughs> I don't know who did that, but they did them dirty. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll, I guess I'll just be interested to see. I. You know, this will really be the first time he's really starting. So, you know, this will be the beginning because I've seen him play and it wasn't really that impressive. But I'm not going to judge the dude on starting behind Aaron Rodgers a couple of times. Um, maybe you can uh, educate me on these receivers. Still got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. But, I mean, I don't really know who he's throwing to. Yeah, he's got a excuse me, he's got a lot of young guys. This is a, an incredibly young team. Yeah. So I think this is going to be just they there might not be very high expectations in Green Bay. That's not to say that I think that they're going to go out there and win 5 games, but I don't think Jordan Love is expected to go out there and win a Super Bowl this year. I think it's hey, you're the guy go out there and be the guy. And again, like I said earlier, he's got a lot of support. A lot of people are publicly saying, yeah, he's fantastic. We love him. I think AJ Dillon came out and said almost exactly that today. So yeah, that's the Packers. Moving on to the 2022 NFC North champion, Minnesota Vikings. Star of the Netflix documentary series quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I do want to say something about Kirk Cousins. Been watching quarterback on Netflix, and I, I kind of admire. I, I was kind of a Kirk Cousins hater, but. Fair. I think watching him and the fact that he is just a normal dude that happens to play quarterback in the NFL. I'm like, uh, he might be one of my favorite players now. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Yeah, I honestly last season. Packers or excuse me, the Vikings won 13 games. And uh, didn't really buy into them. Never thought that they were a real threat. And that kind of uh, validated my opinion when they lost to the Giants in the playoffs at home. But 
Tyler, they still have one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. Absolutely. Dude is on another level. Again, another guy who just carries their team. Uh, makes Kirk Cousins' life a heck of a lot easier. Um, yeah. Justin Jefferson had uh, 1,800 receiving yards last year. Okay. He was uh, <laughs> he wow. was good. Yeah. He was good. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. He was great. Uh, they, they don't have, and I'm still not really understanding what happened here, but they released Dalvin Cook this offseason. Yeah, I, I don't know either. That I, I think it's cap issue or something. They couldn't afford him. Pretty sure Cook's still a free agent, which is also kind of strange. Seems like he could still be a huge value, but maybe people are waiting until... After training camp, I think the Bills would be smart to get Dalvin Cook. I've heard that, and that would be scary. Yeah, Uh, because yeah, the Bills, the Bills need a running back that's not named Josh Allen, and (laughs) Dalvin Cook can be that guy. But back to the Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings are the favorite in the NFC North again, unless a team like the Packers or the Detroit Lions live up to the hype that they've been getting all offseason. The young, upcoming Detroit Lions have a tall task ahead of them uh, because they have to head to Kansas City for opening night of the NFL season. So Jared Goff and the young Dan Campbell Detroit Lions. What do you got, Tyler? I love Dan Campbell. I mean, he's up there like he's, I don't know, a lead singer of Metallica, James Hetfield, every time. Uh, uh, just he's dropping. His biting kneecaps yeah. uh, soundbite is still one of the exactly. best things I've ever heard anyone say. say. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, the dude is hilarious. The T clearly has the locker room. You know, that is, I think, a huge part of their success. He's just like, we're going to get you know, down and dirty, gritty, and that's their whole identity. And I think they have, uh, like I said, the whole locker room is bought in. Yeah, interesting to see, because they really uh, started gelling at, you know, I don't know, I don't wouldn't call it the wrong time, because now they get to start the whole season together, like kind of bought yeah. into the idea. Yeah. Jared Goff, I, we'll see where he goes. I mean... Yeah, the Lions, they were in it until the final week of the season. But they have Jared Goff, and I I like Jared Goff. Jared Goff had a great season last year. He threw for just under 4,500 yards, had 29 touchdowns, only threw seven picks. He was great. Yeah. Like, he was great. And, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl with the Rams, so he's, he's a great guy to have. And he's still young, so... I don't think that, you know, we should really look past the Detroit Lions this year. No, they've clearly shown that they've, they're very spicy. They can come in and uh, have a pretty successful season. 
I would be shocked if they weren't in the wild card. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll be there too. A team that I don't think will be there is the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears won all of three games last year. They have a head coach who I don't really get. And Justin Fields, who really, he kind of was the offense last year. He was really the only thing that was exciting about the Chicago Bears. I mean, he was, you know, he threw for just 2,000 yards or a little over 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 picks, but he rushed for over 1,000 yards. So, but yeah, he was not great by any means, but he was fun. And I don't know. I still kind of see this team as, you know, a six win team. I don't think bringing in DJ Moore, Chase Claypool really you know, propels this team that far, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is where Justin Fields kind of puts it together. This is year three for him. Don't forget about Equimania St. Brown. He's going to be the guy. <laughs> what do you call me? <laughs> Equimania St. Brown. I love to say that, but yeah, I agree. I, all I've heard is like how great Justin Fields could be. Um, and honestly, I, I would be shocked if he's not, going to get better uh the dude clearly has a ton of talent i do think yeah head coach is odd but it really comes down to play calling and how they utilize their quarterback um they they could be a lot better than they probably are but it's also the bears so yeah i yeah i think you're correct with the six win which, hey, I would double your win total from last year. So right. that's something. <clears throat> but that's enough of the North. Let's look at my... Go to the, the NFC West. That could potentially be very good. I do think that there are a lot of question marks in this division, starting with the San Francisco 49ers, who have um, three... Three potential starting quarterbacks in Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and Trey Lance. Now, I kind of say Sam Darnold very lightly, but Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. It's going to be interesting. I think it's I kind of think that you have to start Brock Purdy. The locker room loves Brock Purdy. And if you look back in the last season, you know, he got an opportunity. Trey Lance went down three weeks into the season with a season, uh, with an injury. And then Jimmy Garoppolo did the same. So Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, had to step in. And he was fantastic. So I think you'd be crazy if he's healthy to not have him be your starter in week one. That's what I'm hearing is that they're, uh, he had, I think, an elbow surgery. It was like a six-month turnaround, but it sounds like he's going to be ready to start this week week in uh, week one, um, and that's the plan. So, so with that being said, if you're Trey Lance, uh, we don't really know how good Trey Lance is, but we know that Trey Lance was a first-round pick, and that 
at at one point in time, the 49ers thought he was going to be the next big thing for them. And, you know, injury, it kind of slowed him down. Does he do they look to trade him? Does he ask for a trade? Hey, if you're not going to start me here, I think I can be a starter somewhere else. Let me walk. Let me go. Right. Yeah, they still they have they still have Christian McCaffrey. Who and sorry. is kind of kind of in that same category as a Derrick Henry where he's just a game changing player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still got Elijah Mitchell as well. They're just so deep. <laughs> like all their all their like best players. There's just another guy. And they did. Like last year, I think they used all three quarterbacks. I don't think Sam Darnold was there, but no, Sam Darnold's in Carolina. An embarrassment of riches with these, you know, guys who can just step up and get Christian McCaffrey. Um Yeah. And you still got good old fullback Kyle Juszczyk. You can just still get you a, a touchdown or a first down somewhere. Um, but yeah, I honestly think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best head coaches. Um, I mean, honestly, came really close to beating the Chiefs in their first Super Bowl win. Um, uh, yeah, you know, he was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo overthrow Jimmy of Emmanuel Chief. Sanders yeah. away from winning that Super Bowl, most likely. Uh, but uh, do we have time to run Wasp? So right, <laughs> love it. And yeah, you still got Devo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and on top of all those players we just mentioned, George Kittle. So, along with Cal Shanahan calling the plays. So yeah, yeah. Forty yeah. ers regardless of who is their quarterback, uh, they're gonna be great. That's right. that's my conclusion. Probably the most interesting team for me, at least in the NFC is the Los Angeles Rams, because. You know, they were kind of hit by injuries last season and it was uh, is Sean McVay retiring. Is he coming back? Is Aaron Donald retiring? Matt Stafford was hurt. Matt Stafford retiring. There's just a lot of like, are any of these guys even going to be here? And I guess my question is. How much does this Rams team have left? You have Cooper Cup that should be coming off an injury that had one of the greatest seasons ever from a receiver two years ago. And yeah, like I said, you still have Sean McVay, who's your coach, who is in one of those kind of, you know, that super genius category. And then on defense, they have one of the greatest defensive players ever in Aaron Donald. Yeah, this team, very strange because all playoffs essentially after they lost it was talk about Sean Bay is gonna hang it up and you're like how is that possible he's so successful so good and he's like well I just want to move on to other things and there's just all sorts of crazy stories coming out about him and Matthew and Aaron Donald like he just won a Super Bowl and then throw it all out the door <laughs> like all this success and you know experience to just say okay we're done now is very such a strange uh story all of it but yeah still got van jefferson as well as cooper cup but yeah it's it'll be interesting in their division i don't i i know that the rams expectation is to win and 
compete for this division, but I I don't know what to make of this team. <laughs> right. On paper, they're probably going to be pretty dang good. But I don't know. It's just weird. I have a weird feeling about them. That Yeah. I mean, they won five games last year. Yeah. The Seattle Seahawks coming off of a wild card berth last season. Uh, the Seahawks were a team that really had almost no expectations to do anything because they had uh, traded Russell, we- uh, not Russell Westbrook, that's basketball, but <laughs> Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, they traded Russell Wilson and got Drew Locke and Noah Fant back, and then they brought in Geno Smith, who is, you know, Geno Smith was failed starter out of uh, the Jets organization, and... You know, he kind of bounced around a little bit. He was with the Jets for years and spent some time with the Giants and the Chargers. And then he's been with Seattle since 2020. And uh, he filled in for Russell Wilson in 2021 uh, while Wilson was hurt. And he had he was pretty good through for 700 yards, uh, five touchdowns in four games. And then in 22. He was, I mean, he was in the MVP talks. Threw for over 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 interceptions. He was he was pretty good. He was pretty good for them for a team that had zero expectations to do anything. Yeah, he went above and beyond what anyone thought. I think Pete Carroll probably knew. He seemed to love the guy and couldn't wait to start him. Um. And yeah, I mean, I think you could still see some success. I really don't remember the last of their season. Uh, But, I mean, you still got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Two dudes who are just rock solid. Like, they're always going to be your best players. And Pete Carroll doesn't utilize these guys. I feel like they are so underutilized even though you still see them pop up making ridiculous plays, Pete Carroll's like, well, we're just going to run the ball. So We're going to run that run the ball, except for the one time that we didn't, when we should have thrown to, <laughs> when we should have given the ball to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> but <laughs> Never live that down. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why he doesn't like to pass now. Maybe that just, maybe there's so He's much so trauma scared. there. Uh, when did the Chiefs play them last year? It was Christmas, Christmas Day, I believe. I I remember Christmas Gino Eve. Just, it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. yeah, he looked lost. Yes, he had he was had such a good season going in. I'm like, oh, maybe a little, a little scary, but I think the Chiefs got him. And then, <laughs> yeah, bad game. Yeah, we, whenever you're uh, you know, you're doing your preseason kind of wins and losses for your favorite team, and at the beginning of the year, we're like, oh, Seattle on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, that's a win. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, as it got closer, you're like, uh, maybe, mm-hmm. but then, yeah. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. Last. And, you know, I was going to say it, but not least, but yep. least uh, <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals. This team's going to stink. I'm just going to say it. They're going to be bad. Uh, Kyler Murray is still hurt and will be back at some point this season. He. Uh, I don't think he is long 
he has much time left in uh, Arizona. I don't think he wants to be there. I don't know if the Cardinals want him to be there. But they're paying him a lot of money to be there. So <laughs> here he is, Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I think I read he might be back sometime in the fall or something. I think that's generous, but even if this team looks pretty weak all over the place and again kyler murray it's kind of like dak to me he's just pretty good he's shown flashes but i mean the behind the scenes stories or off the field stories better term is kind of scares me off where the dude's kind of good but not really doesn't really commit to making that first or the that next step and to becoming like great because he clearly can. The dude can pull some stuff, you know. That that play that he ran like some 50 yards and ran it in for himself. I mean, the guy is clearly has the potential to be amazing, but how, does he have the dedication? Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, this team two years ago made the playoffs. You remember they went, they started, it was like seven or eight. No, they ended up kind of falling mm-hmm. off in the second half of the season, but you remember that playoff game? Kyler Murray looked oh, yeah. terrible. I forgot about looked that. Looked terrible. And I don't think he's been the same since that day. He was embarrassed. He was embarrassed in the postseason uh, or the postgame press conference. And it's just kind of gone downhill ever since for him. This is a guy that has been drafted in the first round of Major League Baseball. And in the NFL. So he is clearly an incredibly talented athlete, but I just, I don't know if he has what it takes to be the quarterback of an NFL team. No, that's a really good point. And it really does come back down to leadership, you know, and I was going to say a second ago is like commitment. Like, does he have the drive and the maturity to be a leader and a quarterback, you know, everything we've seen says no, you know, still kind of young, but we'll see, but that, that goes a long way, you know, and can he actually be a leader of a team? Probably not. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the NFC West again, super interesting division. I think they could potentially have three, Pretty good teams with San Francisco probably blowing everybody out of the water there. I wouldn't be surprised. I would actually be surprised if the NFC title game wasn't Philly and San Francisco again. Because I think that it's I think it's Philly and San Francisco and then everybody else. But that's. uh, Yeah, that's the NFC. He's Tyler Mallon. I'm Brandon Johnson. Thanks for listening.